The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Oh, I didn't know that. Welcome in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome in, everybody, to the virtual SWBC Mortgage Studios from the Star in Frisco. We are glad to be with you here on a Say It With Your Chest Thursday. No shows tomorrow, so we will be saying it with our chest all day today. And we're going to have to do the fan questions, or excuse me, the fan pickums a little bit differently today, but we'll figure that out as we go along. As always, back with Isaiah Stanback. Heck, my Harrison. No Rob Phillips again this week. We will try and get him back next week. But, gentlemen, how are we doing? As uh, Another day of virtual. That's okay. But we'll be back together soon. Isaiah, I mean, everything to look forward to for this Cowboys team this week. And, hey, you've got a new year you're celebrating as well. Absolutely, man. I'm feeling good. Um, you know, say so y'all looking good. Uh, you know, we're coming up on another year with this podcast. I'm happy to be, uh, you know, the, obviously this is the kind of coming to the end of year two. You know, hopefully we have a playoff run to go handle this year. Uh, so I'm really just looking forward to the future, man. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to have this opportunity and I'm happy to be around y'all as always. Ekma? What did you say early? What did you say, Kyle? You said something. You said a lot, man. I was I was trying to take it out. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just basically a big intro, and then a, a new year on the way. And uh, it is weird that Isaiah brought it up. I mean, this is the end of the second season with this group of talking Cowboys. It feels yeah. like yesterday that we were in the studio for the first time together, and then at least virtual studio for the first time as well. But we're almost through our entire second year as a group, and I know you're having some fun. No, I am. I'm jealous of you right now, man. You're in the studio, and I'm I'm sitting here wishing that I was yeah. in the studio. So I think that's why my my brain blanked <laughs> out there for a second, Kyle Yeomans. Uh But yeah, man, this is this dude. I have, this has been outstanding. Um, and and loving the season that we're having. I'm, I'm with Isaiah on that, man. This is like to to finish up uh, the second season um, of doing this and the team be on the all-time high that they're on right now. I mean, nothing can be better, man. We want this to go all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. So I'm just – I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good about the way this year has gone and just feeling good about 2022. Well, and with that being said, I mean, it is a complete turnaround of 2020 to, of course, 21 because of the fact that 6-10 yeah. and 11-4, and, 11 and four, any way you shape it, spin it, whatever – it's way better to deal with on a Cowboys landscape. But, Heckman, when you look back at this year, what do you feel like it's going to be remembered for? Because I feel like the Super Bowl may be kind of thrown into that that 22 conversation (laughs) of a year if they were to make it that far. But in terms of 21, what do you feel like is going to be remembered the most? Man, Dak is back. 
<laughs> Dak is back. We remembered how 2020 went, and you, you were so, I guess, uncertain about how he was going to come back from the ankle and just the way that, that he came back uh, in 2020. I think we all, 2021, I think we all had our reservations about his health, and I think he's checked a lot of those boxes. Um, also, Dan Quinn is going to be a big part of yeah. 2021. And, and just, man, how could one man make that big of a difference on your squad? And that's just his impact on our 2021 season. So Dak and Dan Quinn are going to be the narratives that I would write for 2021. The narratives that I'm coming with are cultural change and identity. Those are the things I've been preaching ever since we went on a defensive coordinator hunt this past offseason. As soon as that man, Dan Quinn, as you just mentioned, his name popped up. Those are the two words I started throwing around. And I'm not sure if you guys truly believe what I was saying, but hey, you guys are seeing it now. <laughs> is is it fair to There's say <laughs> is it fair to say kind of going back to what Heckma was saying one man turnaround that it is a one man turnaround that Dan Quinn deserves that big of a fraction of the credit or is it even just as, as simple as this is a defense that's finally healthy again with guys like Gallimore and and Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. I know Micah Parsons thrown into the fold helps that as well. But is it just a is it more of a personnel change on the defensive flip or is it a defensive coordinator thing, Ekma? I, I believe wholeheartedly that it's Dan Quinn. Yeah. Um and, and I've been you know, just trying to wreck my brain on how one man can have the kind of impact that he's had. But culturally, just like Isaiah just mentioned, his cultural impact uh, has been for you. It's, you could see it. It's night and day from where this team was last year. I think this is the first time in a long time that I've watched the Cowboy team uh, from top to bottom that's playing with that reckless abandon, especially our defense, the way that they have been getting after teams. Now, obviously, this this thing didn't just change overnight, but gradually these guys have started to trend up and his impact has been uh, it's been amazing. It's been immediate and players that like Jerron Curse, when he you know, when, when Dan went out and got guys like that, you didn't think that, OK, what kind of impact would Jerron Curse have on the squad, man? A huge impact mm-hmm. on the squad. There were names last year, Robinson at, at cornerback, and the only reason why I bring him up is because I was watching the tape from last year, him getting burnt down. Uh, <laughs> but just guys that were on our squad that just obviously uh, wouldn't have been able to play in Dan Quinn's system. I just, I love the physicality of this team. I love the way that they play, and I think that's all due to Dan Quinn. Absolutely. Uh, Dan Quinn, I think, is obviously a huge part of it. I'm not going to say it's wholeheartedly him, uh, but he's definitely at least three quarters of this thing. There's a huge uh, contributions list, obviously, when you start thinking about organizational football team. Uh, starting, you know, obviously Will McClay, Coach McCarthy, yep. all these other guys that play a huge part in making sure that they execute the, dream, the, 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 the thought process and the dreams that Dan Quinn came in with. You know, obviously, they all bought in. And yes, Dan Queen came in with this new, this new regime. You know, this, this new mindset. But it takes the remaining, the, the other pieces on the board to actually buy in and say, okay, cool, this is the direction we're going. They didn't give him any points of resistance. They didn't say this is how we've always done it. They didn't say this is the way we we feel like it should be done. They said, okay, Dan Quinn, what kind of support do you need? We're here to help you out in that regard. And hey, whatever you need from us, let's make it happen. Are you typing an essay? Are you typing an article while you're doing the show, Isaiah? What was the clickety-clackety of the, the keyboard? Was that you? Was it clickety? Uh-uh. My hands are... 
Huh. I don't know. My hands. I heard a I heard a clickety clackety. Heck, my you writing an article over there? I didn't know what was going on. It was funny. I'm uh, not. I'm not doing none of that, man. No, hey, I'm not. But, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> while we're talking about this stuff, I know we don't have Rob P to go over the news and notes today, mm-hmm. but. I have two things that, that kind of happened over the last 24 hours that I would like to bring to the table. Well, let's do it. All one right. of which will put up, yeah, a lot. Of, one of which will put a lot of people's minds at ease and let you guys know exactly where Dan Quinn is at in terms of his commitment to the Dallas Cowboys. He turned down the ability to go and interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can we maybe just go ahead and give a little golf clap for that? He wanted no parts of that. I'm a, I, from what I understand, there's a two week window where he can go and interview for other, you know, and he said, "No, nah, I'm good, Jacksonville. Y'all can keep that." Now there is. Nah, I, I like that. That was that was great news. That was great news to see that he passed up uh, the the Jacksonville interview. But you know, hey, as as coaching oh, vacancies as things come open, I don't think he'll turn down another one. <laughs> Maybe it was just Jville being the dumpster fire that it is. He had no like. Nah, y'all go ahead and keep that. I don't want that. Well, there is a report out he there has- that he will actually interview for that job after the season is over. He just didn't want to do it while the season was still happening. Is ultimately what it was, but Damn, that's. Dog, let, my, let, let Isaiah have I'm just, shine right there. I'm just Kyle. saying. Hey, I'm just hey, saying Kyle, that's but, a, that is a hey, very Kyle. important key Damn. piece of information. <laughs> hey, but Kyle, it is key. However, Shaq Khan, Mr. Khan, and the Jacksonville Jaguars don't have that kind of time to be sitting around and waiting. That's a disadvantage to organizations that need to fulfill a role at the head coaching position. Having to wait for some of these really good coaches that are going through the playoffs, they if they wait around and and, and try to interview those guys, and those guys decide not to move forward, now they're in a situation where their hands are tied and they don't have not even their first, second, or third choices. So, even though that might be the word out there, I don't think that Jacksonville is in a position to sit around and wait that long. It also might help out the fact that. Dan Quinn can sit and wait for the right opportunity. He doesn't have to necessarily jump at a job for a head coaching position in the NFL because he knows that if he can continue doing what he's doing in Dallas, if he can continue being a fantastic coordinator like he had both with Seattle and now, of course, here, he's going to get those opportunities and they're going to be better opportunities other than Jacksonville moving forward. If you're Kellen Moore, do you have the opportunity to pass up on head coaching jobs right now? And the second part of that question, and I'll, I'll direct this to Heckma first, but do you feel like Kellen Moore is ready for a head coaching job should one of those open up for him? You know, the, the funny thing is, is that I, I, I'm, I guess I'm one of a uh, few people that feel like Kellen Moore is. Um, if you have guys like Cliff uh, Kingsbury, the one, you know, the younger coaches that are coming into the league, that was the one thing that people questioned about them, their ability to lead a locker room full of grown millionaires. You know, mm-hmm. I, I believe that Kellen Moore, although we don't know much about his personality, um, I just feel as though it would be hard pressed for him not to be actively pursuing one of these great 32 jobs that are out there and I think he's ready man I think he has the offense um, as well uh, that would that would compete at in the NFL so uh, that we're seeing right now um, and there there are some quarterbacks and I, I just look at the Jacksonville opportunity when you have a young quarterback like they have in a young team you know that may be ideal for him I don't want to lose Kellen to be mm-hmm. honest, I don't like this gives me the, the heebie-jeebies just talking about him leaving. But at the same time, you know, that's, that's a good problem to have that just speaks to the talent that we have on this coaching staff. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I don't honestly believe that either one of those are coordinators, uh, the Dallas Cowboys coordinators want to leave. I, I truly don't. I don't think that either one of them want a head coaching position. I don't, I don't get the vibe that Kellen Moore is, is so just like genuine to go ahead and just take on yeah. the leadership role of a entire NFL team. Don't, don't, don't see that. Uh, I also don't believe that Dan Quinn wants to rush back to the pressures of being the head coach as well yeah. when he's doing so well here, um, as a defensive coordinator. So I don't get the, I don't get the sense that either one of those guys is going to leave regardless of the attention that they might receive. But I do have one thing that I, that I am kind of, kind of sad about, fellas. Sad. Yeah. The, the AFC beat us again. The AFC beat us again. And, uh, they, they, they took. One of one of Dallas Cowboys players yesterday, from my understanding. What do you mean? They the Denver Broncos stole Justin Hamilton off the yeah. off the practice squad, and I'm not, I'm not happy about that. I'm why not happy about that at all? Why are you not happy about that? He's been cut and and brought back and waived and then come back, and he's kind of gone back and forth, and then uh, finally somebody picked him up off of waivers. He wasn't going to play if these guys stay healthy at the D tackle spot. Why why are you upset about it? Uh, uh, because he's a good player. He's a good hungry player. He plays hard. He's effective. He makes plays. And, and he had a big impact in, in, in that game against Denver when he, when he was called to duty. So, you know, not, not only did Denver already beat us, right? And they feel good about that because they put out the, the script on how to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. But now they're coming back and stealing players that we might need to rely on next year because, hey, let's face it, we're not retaining everybody next year. That's no. not good. We don't. We can worry about that in the offseason. But the reality is, we're not getting everybody back next year, so we're going to need some replacement guys. There's nobody leaving a D tackle. I mean, all those other guys are young: Gallimore, Hill, Osa, Digizua. Now you're you. throwing Demarcus Lawrence on the interior. I mean, all these guys are young pieces. I feel like if there's a position to not be upset about losing a guy at, it would probably be D tackle. No, but I absolutely feel you, man. Hamilton yeah. was a guy that was coming in and spot duty when guys were going down, and he was playing his butt off. And yeah. so, you know, not only did the Broncos come and beat us, like you said, they left with our, they left with one of ours. You know, yeah, they scouted man. him out at the same time. So he did too damn good of a job <laughs> first day of exactly my but, but I'm with you. You know, we got players like that, and maybe. You know, I've heard that the, the whispers of maybe through the salary cap or whatever happens that this team is going to not look the same next year. But, mm-hmm. man, I, I want to live in the now. <laughs> yeah, I live in, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I live in the now of where we are. But also, Kyle, I just want to say this. Um, th- as we're giving uh, these coaches their flowers, Joe Philbin. I want to mm. give Coach Joe Philbin his flowers right now because when you go back and you watch the tape from when we were going through the lull in the running game and some of the things that was happen- happening with our offensive line, man, he, he had the ability to rectify uh, some of the, the shortcomings of our offensive line. And, and that's just – man, offensive line coaches are, are uh, don't come a dime a dozen. And I've always believed that the fourth highest paid coach on your, on, your, on your team should be your offensive line coach. You look around the league, man, and you see the impact that offensive line coaches make, and he has had a tremendous impact on this team as well. Yeah, I think his name should be on that award. He should have his name played on there for two years consecutive. You know, it should be 2021 and 21-22 because last year he had his hands all completely full, obviously trying to figure that thing out with the with the wounded offensive line that we had. And now he piggybacked that with a healthy team for the most part, and he's still finding ways to to address issues on the, on the offensive front and still trying to find ways to be successful.
Yeah, and he's going to get those guys to peak at the right time. I feel like that's what his whole goal, his whole mindset is, despite, like Heckman said, what he called the lull, that middle of the season where there was a lot of revolving door and it wasn't working out necessarily. Uh, he wants those guys to be ready when it matters most. And speaking of that, Tyron Smith limited in practice yesterday, so he has really the green light to get going Jones. again this week. And Stephen Jones talked about it. Jerry did as well. They hope that Tyron Smith, or they are very hopeful that Tyron Smith will be back this week. All right, like when that. we come back, let's talk about the offense again. This offense versus the Arizona defense. Arizona forcing two and a half turnovers per game on the defensive side of the football. How do the Cowboys avoid giving into that and have some success against that Cardinals defense? Will we return here on Talking Cowboys? There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, oh, great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. You didn't pull your Bible out today, Heckma? I, it's still across the room, Kyle. I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just waiting for it to show up and to have it as as Rob Phillips' wallet. That's okay. <laughs> missing P. Missing missing Rob P. Island. Rob P. Island, man. I know it's it's not the same without him, and hopefully he's back next week, and we'll have him back for the entirety of the week, and also hopefully we'll be back in studio mm. as soon as next week as well. But second segment here, yes. I'm talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game, and uh, let's talk about this Cowboys offense versus the Cardinals defense, and. 
We mentioned it yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, the Cowboys offense is putting up historically good numbers at home this season. They are the top offense in the the league whenever they play at home. Over 34 points per game, over 400 yards per game. And they continued that last week, of course, against the Washington football team. And, and David Hellman actually wrote a really good article on DallasCowboys.com. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, it's talking about how this week presents an opportunity to make a statement. A lot of the pushback after the 56-14 win over Washington was the fact that you haven't done it against a quote-unquote good team. And this is a good team. Even though they're a bit banged up and they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, this is a good team in the Arizona Cardinals. So is this the best opportunity to make a statement, maybe since the Kansas City Chiefs game, Isaiah, because it really hasn't been that way just because of what schedule's been handed to you the last couple of weeks? Yes, and I agree on both sides of the party. So I agree with the crowd that says Dallas Cowboys haven't beaten and destroyed anybody like that of great value. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. Uh, but I also understand it from the Dallas Cowboys perspective. It's like, hey, we can only play who who shows up on our schedule. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 shoot the messenger. You know, we just take care. Of, we just knock down the pins that that show up. So I, I understand it from both sides of things. And to answer your question, Kyle, yes, this will be the next op- greatest opportunity, even three, for the next two games. It's the greatest opportunity we have in the remainder of the season to prove that what you're doing is real, that what you have is real, that it's not a fluke, that you're not just a big bully of the, N- the NFC West that's running around, uh, NFC East, running around beating people up. This is your opportunity to show that, hey, we shut down Kyler Murray, one of the most respected quarterbacks in the league we can shut down Zach Ertz we can shut down these guys uh, offensively and then defensively some of the guys that we're going to face Tyron Smith please come back this week because we need you against Chandler Jones <laughs> we 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 need we need our blocking against Chandler Jones because he will wreck the game if we don't step up there and take care of him Buda Baker one of the league's respected he's coming up in the game and guys like that so there's guys that can present some issues on this team and they are a well-respected organization, not even just team, a well-respected organization in this league of 2021. Yeah, for me, uh, guys, it's hard to digest that argument about, you know, saying basically the Cowboys aren't playing anybody. Um, you know, I've watched enough football over the years to to remember when the Patriots were playing the Miami Dolphins and they didn't have anybody. The Buffalo Bills didn't have anybody. You know, and nobody even questioned their plight in the AFC and how they got to the playoffs. But now with the Cowboys, the goalpost is moving each and every week. We lose <laughs> to the Denver Broncos. We're horrible. We lose to the Raiders. We're horrible. Oh, but then when we beat New Orleans, ah, that was okay. That was that's an ugly win. Man, I'm not going with all of that. You know. Mm. Like like you said, you play who's on your schedule, you beat who's on the field with you. And that's the job, that's the assignment that we have. When we come into this game, if we win 17-16, there's going to be critics that jump out the cake and say, oh, look at that, you only won by one point. I don't give, I don't care, right? <laughs> I don't care. I want to win. I want to take it just like this all the way through the playoffs. <laughs> and the thing about it is, you're, you're right. When you when you talk about uh, the players that they have, but guys, you, let's just say, go back to the Raiders, the the, the, the Las Vegas game. In Dockway, 
Crosby, mm, mm. those guys were formidable. They had sacks. They had that defense Facts. was something. You know, look, you have to give them their respect. This is a copycat league. I expect for the Arizona Cardinals to come in here and play us exactly like other teams have played us. Now they're a single high safety team, but they would. I mean, look, they're gonna they're gonna try and get do some two safety looks, right? Uh, as you were stating, uh, Isaiah Buda Baker is the the key. He is the the straw that stirs the drink for that defense. He plays down in the box. He does so many special things. I'm not trying to negate the fact that they have some really special players over there, but I feel as though the, the, with the way that this offense is playing and especially the way that the defense is playing, you know, man, this may be uh, roadkill. They may be roadkill, and I'm talking about the Cardinals uh, mm. coming up against the, the, the Cowboys that are, that are hot right now. No. Bird season, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, I agree with you, Heckma, more so than I would even say for, with with Isaiah, because I I understand you want to see it against good teams, and this is your opportunity to do it. But you have a direct benchmark on how your team is improving from week fourteen to week sixteen. You played the same team twice in a row. Pretty much. I mean, you had the two out of three games with the same team opposite of you. One of them, you dominated through the first quarter, couldn't finish. The second of them, you kept your foot on the gas all the way through, and you stomped them in the Washington football team this past week. So I want to see it against a good team, but just because – you're, you're winning games, and these four straight wins haven't come against the quote-unquote best op- er, opposition. I still want. Uh, I still think that's that's something that you have to take notice of, and I think the NFL is taking notice of it. But also looking at the defense, like uh, like Hackman was just saying with this Arizona team, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy Jr. is having a pretty good season. Hicks in the middle. How about Isaiah Simmons, the the top ten pick out of Clemson a couple years ago. Yeah. Chandler Jones. I mean, there are so many different pieces where this defense could hurt you. Isaiah, if you had to look at one of the three levels and say whichever one scares you the most or at least worries you the most to try and slow down this Cowboys offense, which one would it be? Yeah, oh, it's tough. Uh, I feel I feel like they have a guy at every level. This this reminds me more of a San Diego, uh, ooh, yeah, ooh. Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> Los Angeles it. Chargers type defense. I did save it. I reeled it back in. Uh, <laughs> it, it reminds me of that defense because they have uh, all pro at every level. Yeah. They have a guy at every single level that can hurt you, uh, but they don't have a complete unit that you're worried about. So in that sense, it gives me a sense of confidence going against these guys. I do. I, I want to say I will feel a lot more confident if Tyron Smith is there. And that's no disrespect to Nseki. That's no disrespect to Terrence Steele. Chandler Jones is a gamer. He loves to run games. There's defensive ends in this game that can make plays, and then there's defensive ends in this game that that get a high off of off of just making your life miserable. And he's one of those guys. He's one of those type of competitors. So he he presents a problem. You start talking about Isaiah Simmons at the next level. It, Dude is an athlete, 6'4", 240-some-odd pounds. That boy runs around. He goes sideline to sideline. He'll come downhill, bust you in your face, man. The problem. Then you go to the third level, and you got Buda Baker, see my UW family, and he is a complete dog. He's he's not a big presence. He's not a big guy, but he has a huge presence, and he will find himself in the, in the back half of the field. He'll find himself in the line of scrimmage. He'll time that thing up and jump over the dog on. Uh, uh, line of scrimmage like old school Roy Williams on you in a heartbeat. If he if you if you give him the ability to, so you have to the time you know, change up the timing of your snap count. And then you already mentioned you go to the outside. You got Byron Murphy, another UW guy. UW is in a building. Goodness gracious! Uh, I hope they don't- <laughs> <laughs> I 
But he's also doing a good job. He's not a shutdown corner, but they're him and Blue Baker. They present that they present that presence at the line of scrimmage that in the secondary will actually give you an opportunity, give them an opportunity to stop running game from the second from the secondary level, which obviously is also a huge contribution whenever you can get that defensively. Oh, good old Isaiah, boy. He don't leave no meat on the bone no, for you. No, no, he doesn't. You see the helmet. Nope. You nope. see the helmet. The, the U-Dub <laughs> that boy. nation. He going to eat. <laughs> so, like, I, I agreeing with what you just said, uh, but I have to take it a, a step further. You know, mm. Buda Baker, his IQ, the way that he plays, for a guy that's as undersized as he is, I mean, he's just special. Um, and he's one of those guys that we have to watch for. I, and he's changed his number to three. Uh, so you, you may not recognize him, but he's still doing uh, what he does. I, you know, look, these guys play a 3-4 base defense, but they always play with, you know, five, six guys at the line of scrimmage. For the Cowboys, I think the running game is going to be imperative. And you say, well, they got a five, six-man box. I still think that we have to try over these next couple of weeks to reestablish our running game. I know we've seen some success. We have some things that, hey, all right, we, those are some more things for us to build on. But a team like Arizona, you have to bust them in the mouth. You have yep. to meet their physicality. So the line of scrimmage is going to be very important. When you talk about guys like uh, Isaiah Simmons, I think he's you know, look, I think he's a sideline to sideline guy, but what I also see from Simmons is a finesse guy. Mm. You know, I don't think he wants that, the pressure that I think a Zach Martin or, or anybody, nobody wants the pressure that Zach Martin will put on you, but he does a lot of running around blocks. Uh, so I think running at him, getting out to the next level, getting to the second level is going to be important uh, for our offensive line. Estab- establishing the line of scrimmage, again, is just going to be imperative. Uh, but but like you said, it's, it's one of those things, this is one of those matchups where, you know, defensive getting they get takeaways they are very aggressive and once they smell blood in the water man these guys pin their ears, ears back and come after you and that is something we can't afford as an offense yeah two of these or both of these teams in the top 10 or actually even the top five in terms of turnover differential uh, and then you also look at top five in scoring defense top eight and total defense allowed. I mean, this is a really, yeah. really good and very talented defensive unit. They are right there with the Cowboys in terms of the way that they've played, even mm-hmm. despite a couple injuries on that back end. But it, it kind of reminds me of the conversation that we had when, uh, of course, facing the Chargers that Isaiah was talking about, when also going up against the Patriots, the Panthers early in the year when you thought the Panthers were going to be more than what they were, you have to match the physicality. We've heard that term over and yep. over again. It's almost been like continuity. It's matching physicality. It's, it's that other word, that other buzzword where we need to take a shot every time we hear it. But do you think the Cowboys can match that physicality? You feel like the one game of confidence, Heckma, that they had against the Washington football team is enough to propel them into a game like this against the top 10 defense, a formidable opponent, and to be able to take advantage. Yeah. I think they've made some tremendous strides, uh, you know, since the the loss to the to the Broncos, where a game that they came out, they just didn't look like they were ready. Um, and you go back to the, the the victories versus the Washington football team. If you go back to last year, that was the one thing that made the difference in the ball game. Not only the talent level drop off uh, at the quarterback position, but just how physical uh, they were. And that's look, that's those are just some of the things that had to change for us in order to take the NFC East. Look. This is no matter what the 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 
the contact level, uh, the physicality is going to change once the playoffs start. And I know Isaiah has antidotal accounts of how once the playoffs start, the physicality goes <laughs> up. And this, te- this team is going to have to continue to match uh, that physicality. And if you want to be dominant, and especially on our defense, you just see, man, how these guys are coming out and they are just taking teams' soul away. We saw the Washington football team, they didn't want anymore they basically quit they wanted that clock to give us a running clock like in high school in the second half they could have took it uh and that's just the thing like you you say that uh about what we have at the excuse me at the offensive line position and establishing the line of scrimmage tony pollard and ezekiel elliott are going to have to be running downhill this entire game the physicality is going to have to be there it's got to be there and the cowboys are going to have to try and take advantage of it we're going to take a break to try and get isaiah's wi-fi back and up to speed like buddha baker and that entire secondary. We got to get those UW guys up to speed whenever whenever we get a chance to. So let's try and do that. And then we'll also have our pickums after we keep this conversation going when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor <laughs> can do for you. See more, do more Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. We don't have any... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Heckman got the, the mic <laughs> toss at the end there. I saw that. <laughs> I can't... I can't do it like P, man. I know. We don't have Rob Phillips on our, our Say It With Your Chest Day to do the, the Essilor read. All right, Isaiah, before we get into Pickums, I wanted to hear your response to what Heckman was talking about in terms of the physicality, matching that, and how it could propel you into the playoffs. 
Yeah, the physicality in the NFL when the playoffs uh, arrive are absolutely insane. But, you know, this game is actually perfect for what Dallas needs to prepare for because of their ability. Uh, for Arizona, they play very, very fast. Uh, that's what this team is made off of. They're a momentum-based defense. They want to run around and hit. Um, they want to cause issues. They'll blitz from deep in the secondary uh, to cause issues for you, and you're going to have to make quick decisions. And that is exactly how playoff football rolls. It doesn't matter if it's happening at the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter if it's happening at the secondary. Uh, also, this is a great challenge for the Dallas Cowboys because their ability, their, their necessity to focus on their run game right now. Arizona does a great job of stopping the run game of opposers with their secondary players. Their cornerbacks play physical and downhill. They're going to be they're going to be cornerback blitzing. You don't see that too often in the league anymore, but they do it. They'll shoot, they'll shoot their cornerback inside the receiver. So the receivers, there's going to have to be the biggest challenge for them in terms of blocking um, and getting their man. Because if they receivers, if your receivers on your team don't block well. Your running game won't get going against these guys. So in all different facets in terms of intensity, in terms of speed, in terms of where your eyes need to be assignment-wise, um, in terms of the assignments of the receivers, this is going to be a huge challenge for these guys. And everybody, they have to check every single box. Otherwise, these, again, this is one of those teams that can really wreck things for you. Heckma? No, he said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take. I mean, that's 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 absolutely correct. And my only thing, my only thing about this game in particular is the Cowboys have to string along long, methodical drives. And you know, the best offense sometimes is the, the best defense. You know, uh, best defense is a good offense. Excuse me, is what I'm trying to say. And if our offense is you know, having those long drives, what it's doing is just keeping Kyler Murray over there sipping Gatorade, and that's what we want to do. Um, but also finish drives with touchdowns and not field goals. Uh, that's, it's going to be imperative uh, that we do that, and that's why I, I look at for, for like a mismatch of sorts. I, I think that uh, Schultz could definitely feast on this defense because of the way that just what Isaiah said, they, they will blitz from a lot of different angles. And you're right. They, they will bring cornerback pressure off the edge. But where has Dak been most successful? He is the highest rated quarterback when facing a blitz. That means his ability to adapt and, and process on the fly is, is, is high. And, and I think his safety blanket has been Schultz for a lot of these games. And so I think if there's a one-on-one matchup versus Schultz, he has to win it. Is that one of the X-Factor matchups for you as well, Isaiah, or is there anybody else that sticks out? I'm looking at these at these receivers. I think, obviously, with Dak trying to get back on track um, last week, obviously, he took a big leap forward in that regard. These receivers have a lot of pressure on them, and it's not they can't just go into this game focused on trying to you know, get off the line of scrimmage, run a good route, catch the ball. That's that's not just your assignment this week. And again, I, I reiterate it: their ability to block these corners and block these safeties are going to be a, a direct. Uh, uh, you know, they have, will have a direct effect over our ability, Dallas's ability to be able to run the ball. And if they if they do a poor job of that, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a really long day. So I'm I'm putting a lot of pressure on these on these receivers. I got a arms. question, uh, Kyle. For, yeah. for Isaiah. Isaiah, when it comes down to like a, a two safety high cover two uh, versus the single high safety zone, um, those throws that we had talked about earlier in the week that Dak has started to make, and we've seen a few dimes that he's been throwing. Talk about the difference for our receivers being if they do go with that single high safety look, how is it going to be con- the, the contrast between what they've seen over the last five, six weeks? 
Yeah, the holes are different. And obviously, it's all dependent on the type of route concept that you have, the route tree that you're running. But, you know, typically when you have those two high safeties, there's a lot more there's a lot more room underneath uh, when you start talking about, you know, underneath coverage. You're expecting, you know, two high safety. You got two cornerbacks, two safeties deep. There's three linebackers typically in the middle where those three linebackers are covering all 53 and a half yards. And that's, that's a lot to, to ask those guys to cover, um, except for unless those corner, those two, those cover two corners really sit. So the middle of the field is really only being covered by three guys. Now, all of a sudden, you drop down to a single high safety they're really taking away that underneath and saying, we're not giving you these five-yard routes. We're not giving you these eight-yard routes. Everything that you're going to have to do is going to have to be behind our second-level defenders, so you're going to have to run your, your routes at least 12 yards deep. And guess what? It gives Dallas now the opportunity to win on the outside. So that's kind of the dare that Arizona is going to try to present to Dallas and say, we don't think that you guys could, could beat us on the outside man to man. You know, we're going to step up in your face. We're going to put hands on you, you know, like like a old Nation Wright. going to put the Hondas on you at the line of scrimmage and dare you to throw the ball outside. And we're going to try to make sure that we sit on your inside shade and force all your routes to the sideline. We're going to try to negate your ability to run anything interior wise. And if you do want to run it on the inside, because we're running single high safety, it's going to have to be 10, 12 yards down the field, which gives who? Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, those guys the time they need to try to get in the backfield. I absolutely love it, and I love the insight about what this could look like because normally when we talk about that kind of X's and O's stuff, we then turn around on Sunday and we see it happening almost instantly. So let's see if you can predict as well on the field as you are in the results of these games, Isaiah, because I don't have the standings updates, Uh. but I do know that you are – currently bringing up the rear still so we'll let you go first on this one the f- well i mean i i i'm a type of individual that likes to have each other's back you know oh. i want to make sure i secure things and make sure that my guys are good i, I like to see uh, just like when i'm eating with my family i like to have my i don't like my have my back turned to the door it's the same way you know i like to make sure that y'all are uh, good. He, he loves being the caboose yeah that's what it is <laughs> yeah. that's what i just heard hackma that's exactly what i just heard all right i've got I've got six games here. I'm going to put the fans' vote on Twitter. So follow me, at Kyle underscore Yeomans. I'm going to tweet out polls, and whatever the percentage poll gets, it's going to be a true fan-represented week uh, here on Talking Cowboys, and that will be the official pick of the fans. All right, let's start with the Rams at the Ravens. Rob Phillips has already sent me all of his picks So I'll just throw his out there first whenever we come around. But the Ravens is who he picked in that one. And we'll go with Heckma first. Rams at Ravens? Yes, sir. Mm. Ah, Both teams need that. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Isaiah? Going with Sheep. The Sheep. All right, Chiefs at the Bengals. Rob picked the Chiefs. Who do you guys have? We'll start with Isaiah. Uh, you know I'm going with KC. Oh, man. Mm, Bengals playing that's well. Your, that's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is hot right now, boy. Uh, but now I'm going with the Chiefs. I ain't crazy. I'm crazy. I'm going to go with the <laughs> Bengals at home. I think they get a big win, and Kansas City's win streak comes to a close. So I'm going to take the – I'm taking Cincinnati. Wow. All right, NFC East battle. The Philadelphia Eagles on the road against the struggling Washington football team. I'm going to take the Eagles – on the road as they continue to push toward the playoffs, and it'll be a, a another tough matchup again in Week 18 for the Cowboys. Isaiah, who you got? Cheese steak. Man, I got oh God. 
Can I just take a mulligan on? I, no, just. just uh, got to pick one of the two. You have to. You know you go ahead. I know you. You don't want to say the yeah, word, but you yeah. got to say. Just say something else, like I did. All right, I, I go with the green team. The green team. Okay, so mm-hmm. not the Washington football team. It's the Philadelphia green team. Uh, Rob also picked the yeah. Eagles as well. Let's go with the Bears at home against the Giants. In <laughs> this, this could be a low-scoring game. New York Why? and Chicago uh, rank bottom five in points per game this season. Heckman, we'll start with you. All right, you said it, it was you, you broke up. You said Bears at Giants. Bears hosting the Giants. So Giants at Bears. Bears. So okay. Uh, and oh God, I think they're. That's a horrible game to call. I'm going to go with Bears. Isaiah? 1985. Ah, the Bears. Okay, I'm going to go with the Bears, too. It's a Bears across the board because that's who Rob Phillips picked as well. And then our final non-Cowboys game, the Browns on the road against the Steelers. Pittsburgh has won three of their last four against the Browns as they continue to struggle as well. Rob picked the Steelers. I'm going to pick the Browns. Heckma, who you got? That's going to be a tough divisional matchup, but I'm going to go with the Brownies. They got to get a rebound. Nick Chubbs. (laughs) You just don't like saying team names, do you, Isaiah? (laughs) That's that's all it is. You just don't want to say the actual team name. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Final game. <laughs> Final game we're picking this week, and it's the one everybody wants to hear about. It's the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Arizona's won four, or excuse me, five of their last six against Dallas, but they've lost three straight coming into this one. The Cowboys have won four straight and are firing on all cylinders. Each team already locked into the playoffs. We'll start with uh, Rob Phillips. He goes 34 28. Cowboys get the dub at home at AT&T Stadium. A one-possession football game. Isaiah, who you got? Let's go 37-34. Cowboys. Ooh, I thought you were going to say Cardinals right there. I thought that was going to be a a delayed Christmas tree game. Mm. What? What's going on? I mean, you got all your UW guys over there. You mean to tell me you're going to go with – that's, that's shocking. That's shocking. That shows the um, confidence level that it, Isaiah it, has in this ball club. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about yourself, Kyle? What you got? Uh, I'll go Cowboys 31-21 is my score. I think the defense plays exceptionally well. I think it's actually like 31-14 until late, and then the Cardinals get a late touchdown, and then that's about it. But I think 31-21 is the final score when all things are done at AT AT&T Stadium. Heckma. No, I'm feeling good about this matchup. I think everybody in Cowboy Nation should be feeling good about this matchup as well. I'm feeling like the Cowboys will win this game. It'll be close, but 24-13. 24-13 is my final score. Ooh, a little low-scoring matchup. I like it. A little different yeah. from Heckma Harrison. But that's going to do it here for us here on Talking Cowboys this week. Hope you had some fun. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down. Everybody have a very safe 
and happy New Year's. Let's bring in 2022 the right way. And, of course, hopefully the Cowboys get the win on Sunday as well. For Chris Beam, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Heckma, what do we say on Say It With Your Chest Thursday? This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!